Welcome to the Jimbo Podcast, where you can find all your favorite Jimbo show content in one place. Interviews, prank calls, bits, and a whole lot more. And now, here's your host, Jimbo. Mike, oh, thank you so much for calling in. It's Jimbo here. We'll start the interview. Do I call you Mr. Love or just Mike? That's all right, Mike. Yeah, Dr. Love's good. <laughs> <laughs> we are with Mike Love of the Beach Boys, Awesome 98, Loving's Greatest Hits. Coming back to Buddy Holly Hall, September 24th. There's a second show that's been added at 3 p.m. And Mike, um, what do you love about playing Lubbock? I love the fact that we're playing Buddy Holly Hall. I mean, you know, we're all fans of Buddy Holly back in the day. And uh, I hear it's got great acoustics. Uh, we've always loved to come to Texas, uh, and, and Texas such is like its own country, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do, so, do you have a did you have a favorite Buddy Holly song? And did Brian ever? You guys ever get together back in the day and say, "Hey, let's cover a no, Buddy Holly song"? We never actually got together with him, but but he was one of the icons, you know. And so, you know, he and, and uh, we just um, we just love him, you know. Yeah. So. How many times do you think the Beach Boys have played Lubbock over the long career of the band? Probably upwards of about half a dozen, I would say. But we're talking about over sixty years now. Yes, you know? yes. So, so yes, a lot, a lot, a lot of gigs to remember there, Mike. So yeah, um, I know that. I, and this has happened recently. I know you threw out the first pitch at the Guardians game about a month ago. What's more? Yeah. What was more pressure, doing that or performing in front of millions of people? Um. Probably that. Probably, probably throwing a baseball. I was. I'm not a good baseball thrower. You know, <laughs> I, I was a track and cross country guy, long distance, and uh, I was I was okay at that. We did we did really well in high school and did a little bit in junior college. But uh, but you know I'm I'm better singing about surfing than I am at surfing. Well, I've, I've, <laughs> I think I've seen every Beach Boys documentary possible, and they do say that you were very athletic, and that's why you wrote "Be True to Your School." That was kind of like fit in that whole kind of you know athlete team thing. Well, that's right, and plus my nephew Kevin Love was one year at UCLA, and then he went to the Timberwolves, and then he went to um, the Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, and last I heard. Uh, he was in Miami. So that, um, that love sports team's pretty strong, huh? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and my my brother Stan, his father, he was in the NBA as well. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, my my father was all city end in in, in uh, football at Washington High School in L.A. So so the, the athletics and music is is, is really really a big deal in our family so i've been a big uh a beach boys fan for years but somebody just getting into it is there a movie that kind of captures i know there was a miniseries and a couple miniseries the other movies is there a movie that, that you think really captures the essence of what how it really happened well you know uh, there was a movie on abc many years ago that 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 um you know john stamos was involved in producing it was it was pretty good, I would say. But uh, there's interestingly enough, there's a, a documentary being worked on that should be out sometime, maybe let's see, sometime next year, I think. And uh, so we were just filming a part of it. A bunch of us got together, like you know, Brian Wilson and and Bruce Johnson, who's with me on tour these days, and Alan Jardine and David Marks, uh, one of the original guys. And um, 
you know, so that'll be interesting. I think that that kind of be interesting and informative, but but um, you well, know, that's great to know. I mean, I mean, having you guys do it because I've I saw the Malcolm Leo one in the '80s, and that one kind of got me really kind of into you guys. Uh, but from your own malice, that would be a great documentary. Yeah, well, there, you know, it's hard to tell the whole story of a band that you know with several individuals and and in six decades. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that people probably won't touch on, but but there's plenty of uh, stuff yet to come, uh, and and you know, we'll we'll be uh, working on new ways to get our music out there and get the awareness of the Beach Boys out there, and we appreciate you. Uh, letting people know about our coming to uh, coming to Lubbock on on oh boy Sunday, a week from this coming Sunday. Yeah, I mean it's uh, going to be a second show's added too. So if you want to get tickets, buddyhollyhall.com. dot um, There was a concert though as a kid that really turned me on to you guys, and I can't find it anywhere. You were wearing a Nautilus shirt, and it was on HBO. It was outside. Oh. And is there any way of releasing that concert? It was an HBO special. You know what I'm talking about? I yes, I do know what you're talking about. I, we used to we did a concert at the Nautilus locally in Santa Barbara, California, and they gave us uh, they enrolled us and everything, and and uh, and we used to go and work out there all the time when we were living in Santa Barbara. I live in Lake Tahoe right now, uh-huh. out in the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. So, um, um, yeah, but that that was a fun concert there's innumerable <laughs> things i think you can probably find all all that kind of stuff on youtube you know and you kind of have some signature dance moves you kind of like you kind of act out the song i know for fun 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 you kind of act out kind of the whole song did that just kind of come to you naturally can you watch that these days you watch the old tammy shows and those black and white videos are you just like thinking man i had the moves well you know if you just stand there looking at your shoes while you're doing the song, <laughs> it's not exactly entertaining. So I sort of pantomime the songs out a little. Not all of them, but some of them. You know, uh, the ones I'm doing the leads on, like Fun, 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 or I Get Around, or Be True to Your School, or all that kind of thing. So, you know, I, it's just, I think I was very shy in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, shy with the girls, shy, just, just kind of reclusive a little bit. I mean, I was into the, the into my running and my sports and stuff, but but when I got in the group, I, I was forced to come out of my shell and and act out the songs and and try to entertain a bit, you know, not to just be sitting there like you're bored or something. <laughs> and, you know, so that's what the music brought, brought me to made me get out of my shell. <laughs> that's all. So, what are your uh, top three Beach Boy songs to perform when you come to Lubbock? The which ones you like? You know, I love to perform this every night. I know every song is great, but if you had like a top three, um, yeah, my top three are Good Vibrations, Kokomo, California Girls, and Fun Fun Fun. That's my top three. Which is four? Well, you know, you know, you, we'll give you an extra one. Um, <laughs> Do you feel like, because I'm a big fan, I feel like Carl is kind of underrated, and I think Kokomo is the best song to show both your talents in one song. Um, yeah. what, what are your thoughts about Carl and his place kind of in history? Everybody talks about kind of Carl now having that an- angelic voice. Oh, my gosh. How about God Only Knows? Yes. How beautiful is that? I mean, and uh, I Can Hear Music, yes. Another and, great one, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, but Kokomo, when he did, ooh, I want to take it down to Kokomo, that 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 was pretty darn neat, I have to, I have to say. Okay. A, um, good Vibrations, he sang uh, the verses, and I sang the chorus. I'm picking up. Another great vibrations. one, you both together, both great. Uh, would you consider both of you guys lead singers of the band? Yeah, I mean, Al Jardine sang the lead on Help Me, Rhonda. Yeah. You know, Brian sang the lead on Don't Worry, Baby, and Surfer Girl, and you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, we had like four different, uh, four or five different lead singers. Okay. Next couple questions. Uh, pure fan based. I'm a big fan of uh, Dennis's solo album, Pacific Ocean Blue. And I know you wrote the title, well, not the title track, but Pacific Ocean Blues with him. How did that come yeah. about and working on his solo album? Because I think it's, it's, it's a great song that's kind of, you know, undiscovered. Well, when. In 1972, the Beach Boys did a song called "Don't Go Near the Water," which yeah. was, uh, you know, lamenting the, the the you know the pollution of the water, both in lakes and streams and the ocean. And look what's happening now: there's millions and millions of tons of plastics in the ocean, which is not good for the health of the ocean. And if you kill the ocean, you've committed global suicide. So um, we're into that. The environment have been uh, all along, and Dennis, knowing that, asked me to, to do the words for his song Pacific Ocean Blue. And it's because he knew that, you know, he was, you know, we're in the same group, we're intimately involved in, in, in creating the music. And he knew that, that uh, I was interested uh, uh, philosophically about the environment and the ocean. And so he asked me to, to, to help him out with the words. Yeah. So, and and sometimes they portray you and Dennis in these movies is is kind of like being at odds all the time. Uh, what was your what's the real story with you and Dennis? Well, not all the time, but when he was drunk or stoned, it was not good. We had to, you know let, let him take a break from the group, or you know, yeah, there was, yeah. But he he would kind of go into rehab for like one night. Doesn't work that way. So yeah. he could never get up off the the negative stuff and. I think just uh, you know his his father did a number on him. Um, my uncle Murray was not a very nice guy when it came to parenting, and um, so I, I just think you know we, we all respond the same and and fortune and stuff in different ways, and and unfortunately uh, Dennis could never get up off the negative parts, negative lifestyle choices. Okay, and my couple more questions. This is another super fan question. I love the album Holland, and I found it like late in life. One of my favorites, actually, my favorite song on the album is one that's contributed to Mike Love, written by Mike Love, sung by Mike Love, and that is California Big Sur, which I think is a, a song that's like undiscovered in a great Beach Boys song. Any comments about making that song? It, Big Sur is a beautiful area of the world. I, I was very close to living there. It turns out Alan Jardine actually bought a place there. I ended up in Santa Barbara, California. But Big Sur is gorgeous. Redwood trees. It's phenomenal. And I just wrote a poem about Big Sur. Cashmere hills filled with evergreens flowing from the clouds down to meet the sea with the granite cliffs as a referee. So, you know, that was just a beautiful poem out of, about a beautiful place. And it was done on my old acoustic guitar that I had, an old Martin guitar. And, um, yeah, it's just a sweet little little poem put to music. Are you glad some of those albums that weren't re well-received in the 70s, like Holland, are, are getting like uh, good notices now, are getting re-reviewed and Tom Petty said that was like his favorite album of all time from the Beach Boys. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, Pet Sounds 
didn't uh, wasn't well ex- real accepted or received uh, initially. But yeah. I mean, Paul McCartney says that God only knows was his favorite song. Yeah, and and so it that sounds eventually but platinum, but it took about a couple of decades. Um, so you know, sometimes an an album isn't received right away the the way you hope it would be. But over time, each and every album has little gems on it, you know? Yes, and, definitely. And that's the cool thing when you look into the Beach Boys history and all the many albums and, and, and you see, you know, you, you find little gems that you really gravitate towards. Yeah, well, songs like uh, Till I Die, those, and they release a lot of backgrounds on these uh, big collections, stuff like that. It shows you guys are super tight. How how much practice was was involved, or did it just come natural on some of those uh, sessions when Brian brought you guys in? Harmonizing came naturally, but I remember doing "Wouldn't It Be Nice" on the Pet Sounds album, and we must have done that one section of the song about twenty five times. There's a there is an actual uh, CD of just the vocals on pet sounds on on a box set that they had and uh it's amazing when you listen to it the the vocals are perfect in fact my cousin brian i mean we would do something that we would think was perfect and he'd say do it again he was looking for something that that most human beings wouldn't hear and i i called them dog ears at that point (laughs) because Dogs can hear things that humans can't, and so, and but anyway, it worked out beautifully because although it was it was torture getting there, the 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 sound of it of those harmonies was perfect, and so you know, very few people took that much care in doing their harmonies, but we're obsessed with creating those harmonies. Yeah. And I saw the 50th anniversary show in Houston, and I know, Mike, you put on an amazing show. I just want to tell everybody, if you have a chance, you guys were definitely on my bucket list, and I said, I got to go see the Beach Boys. So if you're out there, don't miss this opportunity. The Beach Boys, Buddy Holly Hall, September 24th. Second show has been added at 3 p.m. If you you go to bed early, this is the perfect show for you. 3 p.m. Is there anything, um, is it pretty much just all pure hits, Mike? Are you guys doing some deep cuts, or how do you mix it up with your set list? Oh, we, we do a lots of stuff. You know, we do, the, absolutely. We do, I mean, we have a two-hour show. We have an hour uh, with 20-minute intermission, intermission followed by another hour. So we get plenty of time to do all kinds of, of things. Well, I, I sure appreciate you taking time. I know you're like a super busy guy. You're touring all over the country. And thank you very much for being on Awesome 98. It's great talking to you. Well, thank you for having me on and getting the word out. No Jimbo. problem. No problem, Mike. Thanks so much. Like I said, this is definitely a, a, a thrill for me and to, as a fan. To, you know, if a fan asks you about Holland and asks you about stuff that we're kind of, we're kind of really a geeky into it. So hopefully you didn't mind some of my questions there. Oh, not a problem. <laughs> Uh, but, but we'll come on, come one, come all to the the, to the show on um, at Buddy Holly Hall uh, a week from this Sunday. Yes, the 24th. Get your tickets at BuddyHollyHall.com. Thanks, Mike, and you have a great day. Thank you, Jimbo. Bye-bye. This has been the Jimbo Podcast. Tune in again next week for another new show. Okay? Bye.